Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Welcome. This is Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I'm your host, Tom Sutton. It's been ages. Um, sorry for not recording, but um, I've been busy uh, doing cool stuff. And part of the cool stuff I've been doing is with this guy, Moises Andrews. Hi, How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Tom? I'm great. I'm great. So uh, the relationship here is, um, well, just quick story. I was sitting on the edge of, a, of like a waterfall <laughs> out, 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 out in a forest and um, three intrepid filmmakers uh, showed up and apparently I looked a bit like what he imagined um, a character in a film he was making might look like. So I ended up in um, his film. So we've uh, recently been shooting that and uh, having a good time and just, you know, as often happens, it became pretty obvious that Moises was a Star Wars guy. So, Big uh, Star Wars guy. That's it. So oh, yeah. um, I thought, man, this is a, this is a no-brainer. We've got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> um, I haven't done any podcast since Ahsoka was on, um, mm. so got I haven't even, haven't even talked there. about that yet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, <laughs> we're doing that classic save it for the podcast thing. Um, but what we were just about to talk about was jizz. Now, there's probably a lot of people out there who don't know this, but somehow, and I would love to, I would love to hear your theories on this, somehow, somewhere in, I guess, the, the Star Wars expanded universe, someone decided that the genre of music that uh, blah, blah, and the modal nodes are playing in the first Star Wars film in the cantina, someone decided that the genre of music that they were playing was Jizz. Yes, jizz indeed. And I first found that out actually from like this old Star Wars encyclopedia I used to have. Uh, and uh, I just remember getting to that. It's like a, it was like a big two page spread, right? Mm -hmm. Of, uh, you know, those uh, aliens with like the black eyes and yep. the big uh, provocative head shapes. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yep, that's yep. those guys. And um, they basically just like always had you know some really good rhythm in that the, like that first film and also i believe in uh six when they're where they had a jabba's palace if i'm not mistaken uh that's a different band oh yeah but uh there might have been the, that that um species are, are called bith there might have been a bith, bith there somewhere yeah. it's hard to tell like jabba's palace is crowded with a lot of different right things, yeah but yes right yeah but um i always i was just always like captivated by that first song i'll just be whistling whistling it at the wall yeah. sometimes and yeah. like people people kind of recognize it and mm -hmm. you know it's always i don't know it, it just livens it up every time and uh when i came across this page in that encyclopedia um i was surprised to find <laughs> out <laughs> that the name of that genre was indeed jizz which um you know you know, if, if you uh, had spent enough time on the playground, you mm. uh, realize that that is also the namesake of another sort of action yeah. or uh, bodily fluid yeah. that um, is uh, common in this galaxy. Very true, <laughs> and, uh, very true. Yeah, it's um, always been kind of a weird thing, but I've always been able to differentiate the two. 
seems mm. that not everybody has though. So to me, I thought I have thought about this actually. Mm-hmm. And I it's got to be one of two things, right? Either the person who came up with this didn't know what that word meant. Mm. And just went that's like sounds like a cool Star Wars version of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Or they were well aware of what they were doing and thought, that's cool. Let's make this genre of Star Wars music actually called, be called jizz. <laughs> uh, but both are insane. Yeah. <laughs> My theory is like the word, the other meaning of jizz mm. uh, probably wasn't as prevalent at the time. Um, maybe. I'm guessing like, you know... Maybe in smaller circles. Sure. Like uh, whoever named it just had a couple guys giggling. Yeah, right. uh, every time he'd bring it up to the producer, he'd be like, yeah, yeah. those jizz players, uh, mm-hmm. when are we getting them in again? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you got a couple guys in the corner like, hee hee, he said it. And uh, <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I don't think people were really aware of it at the time. But, uh, you know, times change. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. eventually that kind of overshadowed the um, dubbing of this music genre mm-hmm. and people just kind of never got around to changing it, you know, until now, it seems. I, 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 I'm pledging right now to do a little bit of research on this because mm. if, I don't think it was, but if it was George Lucas himself who came up with this, it would make my day. Like just mm. the, the idea of George Lucas just being like, yeah, uh, this uh, music, uh, we're going to call it jizz. jizz. And just everyone standing around him going, <laughs> Is he serious? It's like, well, yes, my, my word is law. Is Go that ahead. a joke? I mean, it's George. <laughs> I mean, it's his universe. What he says goes. So, yeah, yeah. so it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to. I actually, I, I just mentioned to Moses before we started recording uh, Blast Points podcast, who did a whole episode <laughs> uh, listening to. Um, novelty Star Wars songs and oh, oh yeah because of sorry I forgot to mention that in recent Star Wars books and whatnot they've tried to kind of rebrand it as Jats which is funny for Australians I don't know in the US do you have like Jats crackers Jats is that crackers right yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean that's no we have Ritz I guess you uh, guys do too but like it's kind of similar thing Jats right? is just Australian ex- exclusive got it much. yeah anyway so that's that so Let's start at the beginning, Moses. What are what are your earliest Star Wars memories? Uh, earliest Star Wars memories. I I honestly I don't remember my first time watching A New Hope, but I do remember like maybe the third or fourth time I'd seen it. I must have been mm. around like uh, seven or eight mm-hmm. at my cousin's house, and like I you know I was just excited because you know. I had already seen the movie like three times mm. or something already, and I just I loved watching it every time. Mm. And I don't know, I just I remember that day being a really good, uh, I believe a winter day it was. I was visiting my cousins, um, uh, just like maybe half an hour from my house at the mm-hmm. time, and um, really like, you know, and this was back when I was living in Ohio, which um, in the winter, you know, if you're from there, you know, it gets really shitty really fast all right yeah but um um you know being indoors having a good cup of cocoa and like um just you know curling up uh by the tv and like watching a new hope was just it's one of those core memories you know Mm -hmm. and um from there it really just 
only expanded my my love for Star Wars. Mm. It's, this universe is so big, ever expanding, and, and there's always more stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I find sometimes that they retread a bit here and there, and you know that's o- that's okay. Um, sometimes, like maybe I start to see some patterns. I was a little worried with the newest trilogy, but it had its moments that you know did have me smile a bit. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that like you know I am in love with them like I am the rest of the series mm. but like you know it's it's always like a new generation sort of thing mm-hmm. right like with uh with the prequels um I loved them yep. I even I even loved like the first and second one um I think I may have seen those more than the original trilogy um mm-hmm. but I do remember at the time and I was a kid um like when I'd be hearing this kind of stuff but like you know the general dis uh dislike of uh the prequels right yeah and you know you'd hear it uh people ranting on youtube people ranting on twitter and that whole thing and, mm-hmm. and you know it got the critics but i always found that they had a charm to them mm. right like it, it i don't know if it's maybe just like the the cinematography or the the music the pacing the characters but it really felt like you were in a galaxy far far away mm-hmm. and you know to my childhood eyes mm. the the cg was never an issue for me. It was yep, like, yep. wow, you know, the, the originals didn't even have stuff like this, right? True. And, um, uh, like, that's kind of what confused me a bit, too, is uh, I think as a kid, I had trouble understanding that the, like, episode four, five, and six were four, five, and six because they seemed older. I thought they were the first ones for a while, and this is, yep. like, the sequels. But, you know, eventually I caught on, and I was like, mm. oh, okay, so that's how it works. Uh, but it was that that little uh, decision, though, that George like chose. Maybe maybe he thought of it later on. Mm. But um, like to start at the middle of the story, though, um, it's just always been a very interesting one to me. And I think mm. it's 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 worked. It's worked pretty well. The jumping right into the middle of it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. All this history beforehand, mm-hmm. all this is- history afterwards, yep. and now you know, thirty years later, uh, we know pretty much that whole story mm-hmm. and more stories coming out like mm-hmm. every month now as it feels like and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. um yeah like and that's not even just like the movies or the tv shows but the comics mm-hmm. and the um i believe those um what are they called the star wars visions like sure. the, the animated stuff yeah yeah I don't know exactly what the canonicity is on those, but just seeing those stories taking place in the Star Wars galaxy mm-hmm. is, you know, it's it's like fodder for me. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I'll eat it up. Yep, 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 <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I love visions. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, so, were you the right age to be seeing the prequels in the cinema, or were they already out when I you were? I think I'm. I, oh, I definitely missed Episode One. Mm. Two, maybe, because I think mm-hmm. I re- like I have a very hazy memory of like seeing the cardboard cutouts of like mm, yeah um, Anakin and Obi Wan. That might have actually been for um, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith though. Yep. That maybe I saw that one in theaters, but mm-hmm. but the other two um, I definitely like had seen on VHS. Got like, it. Yep. Yeah, more than a couple times, and mm. uh, I was always just infatuated with uh, this galaxy mm. and universe since then. So, are you the like amongst your circle of friends? Are you kind of the Star Wars guy, or do you have other people around you who are 
super into it as well that you could kind of talk to about it? Um, I got to say, at least in Australia, I am very fortunate to be able to rant like this mm. <laughs> with you, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's like some there's some fans like mm. in my friend group, but like none of them can tell the difference between like a Bantha and a Womp Rat. Sure, you know? sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting, like you, when you, you bring up the, um, the nonlinear order of, of the saga, like mm. in a way, like I, I, I don't even think about it anymore, but when you say it, uh, like, man, that's a, a really weird decision yeah, it is isn't it's it? bonkers it, it it really like bamboozled me like mm. when i was growing up i was like yeah. why would he do it like yeah that, though? and i just i never really understood it mm. um i guess like until no nah, i guess like i kind of got it like before the sequels came out but like maybe like till i was like uh 13 something like that um Oh, you know what? When it was, is like I think like this fifth season of the Clone Wars animated mm-hmm. series. That's when I was like, oh, okay, like because, um, like when that original movie mm. for like the Clone Wars animated mm-hmm. series come out came out, and like the uh, the show following afterwards, I was just like, okay, so they're just doing anything with Star Wars now, mm-hmm. right? We're just exploring like different times essentially yep. right like different moments in this galaxy that mm-hmm. lead into each other and that was starting to like build in because like the narrative um that clone wars like was giving was like super complex and layered but like ultimately still fit into like um, the same storytelling formula so mm-hmm. you know digestible mm. but like very intricate right yep. and it was is fantastic to me to be honest i uh, I got to commend Cartoon Network for, mm. like, taking it on because it, it really sat outside of, like, their catalog um, ah, for, like, right. quite a while. They weren't really doing shows like that. Yeah. Um, like, at the time, this is, like, maybe, what, 2008? Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing, like, Batman, Brave and the Bold and, uh, like, um, uh, Foster's Imaginary House or Foster's... Wait, what is it? Foster's Home... Foster Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Um, there were all these more like episodic shows. Mm-hmm. You know, they, um, they did have, I guess, like Teen Titans mm-hmm. for a time. But that was like one of the last uh, narrative like serial shows that they were really doing. And it was still pretty episodic. Yep, yep, yep. They yep. had arcs, sure. And I guess to a degree, so did uh, Clone Wars. It was pretty episodic. But there was like a real overarching narrative mm-hmm. there that like my mind was just telling me like feed me more i need to know what happens you know Mm -hmm. so i really got into it and uh, um like come disney plus and uh mandalorian and um that sixth season or Mm. is it seventh i believe it's six of the clone wars when they cap it off and bring it to uh order 66 whoo that was like yeah that was like a big like epiphany for me like wow yeah this is one of the greatest franchises like mm. ever at the moment, and I just I can't stop watching to this day. I mean that that four episode finishing finisher, yeah. I guess. Um, I, you know, like uh, there's a few people around me now, you know, watching Ahsoka and being like, "All right, so these are like animated characters," and I'm like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the Clone Wars, like. I just can't 
really uh, like r- recommend the whole thing to most people, right? Fair enough. I don't think they, I don't think it's going to work for them necessarily. Mm. But there are just certain arcs that are like key, actually. Yeah, for like a lot of the content that's out today. Yeah, actually. And in a sense, it makes the newer <laughs> stuff a bit inaccessible mm. for like mainstream audiences. Sure. But, like, I think it is one of the most, like, satisfying things to be able to, like, know why it all is happening, mm-hmm. you know? And not just for the sake of, like, um, hey, did you know that, mm. you know, she uh, ended up leaving the Jedi Order, like, yeah. at the end of this season? Like, it's not like a, it's not like a I know more than you sort of game. It's more like the story itself mm. just has so much more weight to it when you know, like, the backstories of all these characters. And I guess, you know, that Star Wars isn't unique in this by any means, mm. but they've done it very well and uh, in, in crafting, uh, like, everything that came before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I, there's a few areas where I feel like maybe they didn't plan that far ahead, but what they did come up with, um, like, really connects well Mm. Um, with what they set up before, it's almost like they they build like some some like foundation, yep. and come up with the walls and the ceiling later. I mean, definitely when when it comes to the Clone Wars, like the fact that the, like for the first two seasons at least they were not going, it was not chronological. Yeah, it was it just like George gone. It was, oh, I'm gonna do this bit next, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and Dave Filoni too. Just been like, oh, what? Okay, Our Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think yeah, they realize like this is gonna be better if we actually go, you know, from you know step by step, mm. you know, chronologically through the story. Yeah. Um, so it's good, but it is you know pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know you have, you also have to remember like. It, the show was originally for kids. Yeah. So, you know, they this just had true. to reel them in first and then... And kids, I mean, like, it's not like I was, you know, when I was a kid, like, like watching Robotech and just being like, you know, what's the, what's this, what's going on? You know, no, nah, no, nah, it's just like there's robots fighting. That's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. like, so I can imagine, yeah, for kids, like, it doesn't matter if, you know, episodes seven and eight actually happened know before episodes one and two or whatever in yeah. in um in the clone wars you know yeah oh yeah actually that that i i i think i i realize now what you are saying with the non-chronological um like like on say like netflix when they had clone wars i think mm. they might still or um they did for a bit mm. like uh that was like the first time it hit like anywhere you could watch all the episodes like you know together mm-hmm. and um when i Got onto it there. I like rewatched the whole thing. I realized that like there's episodes here that I thought were in such different places when they were airing on TV. Right. Like um, okay. the if you go to like Disney Plus mm. nowadays and you go to episode one, season one, episode one, it's like the episode of like Yoda guiding yeah. like these traders with like clones through like a uh, ravine and like this orange kind of deserty planet, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing that like maybe uh, timing wise, what would have been like season two or three. Really? Um, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I missed the original premiere, and that was like uh. Uh, an airing. But I th- could have sworn that it was being pitched as a new episode to the audience on mm. Cartoon Network. But all these years later, I'm coming mm. back to it. 
and it's like the first one. And I was like, yeah, what? That, that's ambush. Yeah, ambush. Yeah. It, it's actually like I actually went because, you know, people have gone to the trouble of actually mapping out which episodes fall where chronologically. Mm-hmm. So you can just Google it and then skip around. And once you get to about season three, it clicks into being chronological basically. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's funny. And I don't know, but you said ca- Cartoon Network. I Like I was in Japan, so I was just pirating it. So I, it didn't really, you know, I don't know where it was coming from necessarily. <laughs> um, but... But you get to see, like, an episode list, essentially, like... Mm, okay, So, really. for you, like, was that... Was Ambush episode one? Season yeah. One? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. After the movie, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 of course. But, because I just... I remember seeing the movie, and then, like, the episode I saw, mm. like, I think the movie, like, it reeled me in, like, right away. Like I was saying before, like, you know, it just keeps bringing me deeper mm-hmm, and deeper mm-hmm. into this galaxy, but, like... Um, the movie came out. I was like, okay, this that was sick. They announced there's going to be at a show, and I was like, oh, it's sick. We get more of this, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I could remember like keenly waiting for that first episode, and I don't mm-hmm. remember it being ambush. It it's so isn't that interesting? It's so surreal. Like uh, thinking back on that, I always come back to the thought every now and then. But it's weird. Yeah. Never got a chance to like hmm. really express that. Because what I've heard is that um, when it ended up on Netflix, that's when um, it really took off. Because mm. um, yeah, people just had like this easy access to it, basically. Because yeah. um, it was, you know, it was reasonably popular on yeah. its original run on Cartoon Network, but it wasn't like a crossover hit exactly. It was more than the yeah. real Star Wars people who were watching it. Um, so yeah, it seems like since when it ended up on Netflix, that's when it took off and of course now it's on Disney Plus but um yeah i i um i actually did the chronological watch at some point and to me cuz i i like i like think one, two, three, four, five, six, or or of uh, clone of wars of the clone wars right, yeah right right um cuz uh, like uh, as you said you know g- different generations have different reactions to to different things. I'm from the the OT generation, so the prequels were not really my cup of tea, to be honest. Yeah. And the Clone Wars is aesthetically, obviously, to me, like it. I like the Clone Wars very much, but it's aesthetically prequels in appearance and prequels designs. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, no, I. I it's not even about better or worse. It's more like I love the color. And you know, they like the designs of, of the original trilogy. Yeah. And, and the like uh we spoke about earlier too, mm. the the practical effects. Sure, well. sure, sure. There's like almost nothing digital yeah. in those, at mm. least like especially, you know, when, when you might have seen it mm. for the first time. Um, like that is really something special too that mm. um does draw me into the originals like more in hindsight. Mm. I guess remember like as a kid like the digital effects, you know, I had no concept of that really. I always sure. thought maybe they looked a bit weird, a little video gamey. But mm. as a kid, you know, I was just you're into just that. like this is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's awesome in general. So it totally like worked on mm-hmm. me. But I can, you know, like as I matured and um, like uh, sort of like knew what the elements of the film were. And I was like becoming a filmmaker and all of that. Mm. Um, I really did start to appreciate like 
more practical stuff and that mm -hmm. is kind of what drew me more into the originals mm. uh like upon maturity yeah but um yeah like i i still think uh out of all of them number three mm. my top like yeah number three is my number one so can you just like i want <laughs> you to talk in detail about episode three then episode three like oh, what what are hours. your moments like what are your what are your moments what are your like musical cues what are your what are your what what are your favorite things about that? Oh, so much. Look, I could mm. I could spend the next forty minutes alone talking mm. about the Battle of Mustafar. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna start elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Great. But, um, yeah. Just the overall like um, escalation mm. of things, right? The way the movie starts, mm. right, is just right once again right in the middle of it mm -hmm. we're in a big space battle we're seeing coruscant from 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 like That's miles above cool. it's super cool shot You're like holy fuck this is just like hectic right mm -hmm. and uh sorry uh is this like a no it's a fucking swearing fucking podcast <laughs> okay <bet. laughs> it's that was fun for everyone especially me not especially some other <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> perfect okay yeah. so um yeah it's it's fucking crazy and mm. um like, you know, we see, like, that first, like, step towards the dark side with an Anakin, right? Mm -hmm. When he lops off Dooku's head, R.I.P. Sure. Um, he, um, he, he basically, you know, he, he takes those first, like, like uh, advances towards mm -hmm. his, his eventual future, which mm -hmm. we explored in the originals, right? Yep. And, um, you know, as a kid, um, I think, like that sort of hit me a bit harder because mm. I think when I was watching the prequels, yep. I didn't make the connection that Anakin was going to be Darth Vader. So it was like, this is oh. so cute to me. Like, cause <laughs> I've, have you seen like, it's an Instagram reel or something where there's this girl and she's looks like absolutely devastated. And she's like, <laughs> maybe like, five years old i think i and saw they're like, that yeah are you sad she's like yes and because anakin becomes a bad guy she's like yes and he's just like because she didn't know yeah she, you know like when you're when when you have all this in front of you 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 can if you're a parent put your kids in front of episode one and take them through yeah. anakin from there it's if it's you definitely want. like yeah it's something that i i definitely want to like do uh with my kids someday like mm. it'd be like i guess the only way to really relive that feeling of finding out darth vader is luke's father or like um yeah like just every 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 other twist and turn you know and but the thing is though um i don't know i feel like for me the ultimate order has to be um order of release because yeah there was I just agree. there's decisions made and so that, like, you know, nothing is given away too too quickly. Mm -hmm. um, especially, like, you know, if you're showing someone, showing someone a little older, like 10 or 11, um, like, I probably would have pieced it together that Anakin was Darth Vader. Right, right, right. 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 And, and uh, you know. They've but, usually heard it somewhere by, by yeah, a certain age, right? You hear right? it, like, on the internet or, yeah. or, like, you know, on TV or something. Mm -hmm. um, or even just through conversation. Yep. Right? But, um, you know, if you can get them young enough, I think that um even still like you you do have the ability to sort of um you know suspend their like ability to connect the dots mm -hmm. but um like i think it's still more satisfying to watch it like four five six one two three um just because like it like it, first off it's the way it was intended right mm -hmm. um 
And uh, second, like everything is sort of just designed to um, bring you into the details like bit by bit, mm-hmm. right? You know, we learn Luke is uh, uh, apparently had a father that he never knew mm-hmm. and uh, Obi-Wan knew him and yeah, now they have right, to embark right, on this right, right. adventure together. Who's Obi-Wan, right? And, um, oh, that's another thing too. Um, Obi-Wan, favorite character in the whole... Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Obi-Wan fan. Yeah, but me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, everything in these movies is just like laid out as intended. Wait, can I just pause for a second? Yeah. <laughs> so when we got to know each other and I was like, yeah, um, yeah, send me the script and stuff. And then you saw my Instagram name was yeah. Obi Tom Kenobi. Yeah. Where you're like, is this why I got the part actually? Just because of that? <laughs> like, Maybe that might have that He sucks, but his bit. Instagram name is Obi Tom Kenobi 76. Yeah, I have he's no the choice. guy. <laughs> yeah, but Obi Wan's amazing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And yeah, um, I was actually going to bring up earlier uh, from. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, mm. one of the top moments. Definitely hello there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love me some hello there. Every yeah. time I see it, it just puts a smile on my face. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Tell, give, give me some more episode three uh, highlights. Right. So, um, right. So, we cuts off Dooku's head and then uh, what? They uh, return. Do they go back down to Coruscant? There's like some things with... Uh, Padme, she's pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. So now, like, you know, we're getting, like, these more subtle um, escalations, right? But, like, it all, like, builds in, right, eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin has a few more flirtations with the dark side, and mm-hmm. uh, he, um, like, you know, with uh, Palpatine kind of being the devil on his shoulder, mm-hmm. it's all just, like, really... Um, like it's a story of a downfall. It is a tragedy, like through mm-hmm. and through. But it still is a Star Wars family adventure, right? So they sure. have like plenty of comedy, all that. Sure. And in a sense, like um, when it comes to like tragedies, um, you know, comedy often is used to sort of be like some levity, right? Bring in some levity to the audience, sure. to the to the story, right? And in this movie, the way it does it specifically. Um, like first off, less Jar Jar, so that's all good. Um, but here it almost feeds right back into like the um, like the ca- not the catalyst, but like the the mounting of reasons mm-hmm. for Anakin to like go into the dark side. Um, yep. I'm not saying that he's not a fan of humor because you know he's also a pretty funny guy himself, mm-hmm. I reckon. Um, but like. Uh, you can see like that he's becoming colder throughout the movie. Mm. When whatever he comes on screen, right, he starts to like have less of that. This is where the fun begins, kind of energy, mm. and more like of the, um, you know, uh, the, I hate mm. you. Mm-hmm. So like it's slowly, slowly, it's slowly building up to it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, like. With this movie, uh, like for, take for example the uh, the scene where Obi Wan's going down like to that bar. Oh wait, no, that was uh, Episode Two, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Where he's hunt, hunting Jango. Jang, you, you you want some death sticks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that, 
that's all that one always stuck with me but oh, um, man, that's an australian actor who knows you could have bumped into the death sticks guy and not even <laughs> known it while you were here maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome mm. but um yeah he um oh yeah uh, but yeah you know like he uh you know starts to like he gets that vision right of Padme's death, mm-hmm. the dreams keeping him up at night, mm-hmm. and you start to see that downfall. <coughs> excuse me, unravel and uh, mm. like uh, it's always um, like fine line with these kinds of things because mm-hmm. like you know you could always like make it a bit cheesy, mm-hmm. right? Which say um, uh, freaking what's it called? that character from is um essentially like there is a fine line it could go like either cheesy where Mm -hmm. it's like too dramatic or just like um like too uh like baffling like Mm. or melodramatic sure yeah right but this movie like while it does have uh, some sprinkles of melodrama here Mm -hmm. and there there are like real um like things that would uh uh what do you call that uh uh disturb anakin's mind here you Mm -hmm, know visions mm -hmm. of of his significant other dying during childbirth that's a horrible thing to envision yeah you know much less like know that it could be the future sure so you do anything you can right you get Mm -hmm. desperate and that feels very genuine in it right it's it's really that journey that anakin takes from like you know, being this Jedi Knight who's become a hero of the war, you mm. know, which, you know, kind of doesn't work, didn't work quite as well upon the movie's release because, you know, no one got to see the animated series yet. But, yep. like, that's the thing, too, like, uh, with how they do the animated series, kind mm. of, like, f- explaining the jump between episode two and three Anakin. It's just so... It, en- it enriches the story so much. I think one of the biggest contributions on that topic is the arc you mentioned before where Ahsoka is accused of something she didn't do and um, doesn't feel backed up by anyone except Anakin, so leaves the Jedi Order. And then it just helps contribute to... Because it's hard to go like... So Anakin's grown up in this organization... All mm. everyone he knows is a Jedi in, right. in lots of ways. How could he t- like turn around and start go like I'm going to kill all all of these people? Yeah, and that contributes massively to explaining that. I exactly. Think. Yeah, and, that, and and it's like it's it's all these steps, right? Mm. That's part of the build up towards mm-hmm. you know the massacre of those poor Jedi kids, man, sure. the younglings. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. But um. Uh, yeah, like the series, the film, um, and like, you know, just even everything after the prequels too, maybe not so much in the sequels, but like the, the TV stuff that's happening now, especially with the Ahsoka show, um, it all just like serves to really like enrich this story. Mm -hmm. And, um, especially on the Ahsoka front, you know, I've been seeing a lot of videos of like people really, uh, like not liking just Ahsoka, some and I can I can see really? s- I can see some of their points. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes the writing is a bit illogical, but that's the thing I've noticed with like Star Wars, especially like Disney Star Wars. Um, 
although maybe it's more like Disney's trying to somewhat innovate on the original formula and maybe they swing a, a home run, maybe they swing a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they seem to uh, go more for like emotional like importance and uh, mm. spectacle, of course, because you know that's that's most. Uh, like Star Wars movies, there's, mm-hmm. there's, it's just a requirement. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, they essentially like uh, have been focusing more on like character journeys, yep. right? Instead of like, oh, uh, why? You know, I, I see people complaining like, oh, why would they go on the ship? You know, without doing this or that first. Like, um, I think uh, uh, someone was talking about. Um, Someone was talking about um, like how, um, oh, how am I blanking on her name right now? On Sabine, Sabine. yeah, Sabine like going um, like betraying Ahsoka and going out after, mm-hmm. yeah, after. Um, oh man, Balin Skull. No, not Balin. No. Um, her friend uh, from Rebels. Oh. Why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, Ezra. Ezra. Yeah, mm. Ezra. <laughs> So, like, that whole thing where she, you know, essentially betrays Ahsoka to go with Ezra. Mm-hmm. I see some people complaining about that, saying, you know, like, Ahsoka has, like, you know, basically offered her to, like, you know, f- become, like, a full-fledged Jedi, right? And, like, um, you know, sort of kind of, n- not, like, directly, but, like, you know, through their actions, they've been establishing a trust, mm-hmm. and it's been going well. And they get mad because, oh, she just threw it all away. And, like, she's like, you know, Luke wouldn't do this or whatever. And it's like, Mm. but this isn't Luke. And this, like, the whole thing is, like, you you know, for the past 15 years, a lot of these guys have been complaining that, like, you know, Star Wars is just a cycle. You know, they just rehash everything. Mm -hmm. And that is basically rehashing. So I don't understand what the criticism is really, like, coming from i think Mm. there's a there's a general there's like a large quantity of people that are like just dissatisfied with star wars and i don't know i think maybe some people may have burnt out and not realized it Mm. (laughs) yeah but um just on that topic quickly like i understand that once you enter into that kind of pattern of of negativity Mm. it's almost like it's almost like Chocolate, it's delicious in a way. Like, yeah, oh, fucked this up and this Gotta sucks. And wah. um, so like, it doesn't surprise me, but it's it's pretty un- unfortunate. And um, like for me, like I've loved way more of the new era than I've not liked. You mm. know, so I'm having Same. a good time. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it is a bit. Weird and unfortunately, you know, the the internet puts you in touch with every other human being exactly. on the planet, so you're gonna see that stuff, and um, that stuff gets attention, and then it, the algorithm algorithms will push it mm-hmm. because that's what algorithms do, and it's it's really unfortunate. But um, yeah, okay, uh, but that, that's funny though. That one I have not heard that people like feel like, oh, why would Sabine get on the ship in that situation? Mm. Yeah, but like, like um, that's not the only thing. But like with mm. things like that, like I I feel like um, I can usually like piece together a character's reasoning from it. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's enough 
like moments leading up to it. Like that that's that's kind of like what I was trying to explain with the episode three little Ramboys. Uh, mm. Like they do write good character motivations. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason why everyone does everything, mm-hmm. and like um, like some people might have felt burned by the, the her decision, but like ultimately that led to Ahsoka, you know, having her like heart to heart with her old master, which was mm-hmm. such a good episode, and um, like also. Uh, with Sabine, like, sort of learning that, you know, she isn't invincible. Mm. Like, she she did get what she wanted, but not what she needed, mm-hmm. right? Which is all what all, like, character arcs really center around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, like, uh, you know, it, it in effect, it also, like, really solidified uh, Ahsoka and Sabine's relationship as Padawan and Master. Mm. And, um, like... It's it's all like branches, you know. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another, mm-hmm. leads to another, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the of the stems, you know, you mm-hmm. get the leaves, and then they go to a completely different branch mm-hmm. or tree, mm-hmm. right? And um, yeah, and with um, with Ahsoka in particular, like I don't know, I guess uh, there's like a few moments that I guess I can see like why some people are unhappy, but. Generally, I enjoyed the show. I, I mm. you know, I really got into it, like with most of the Star Wars things. Mm. Um, I may um, not really just like. I'm. I, I guess I'm just not like geared for like um, thinking negatively of Star Wars, which isn't a very good bias. But like, hey, it it works for my own enjoyment, so I'm fine with it. And it's weird, like so, some uh, a guy that I I've never met him, but you know, one of those internet acquaintance acquaintances. Mm-hmm. He actually like um, kind of accused me of just liking old Star Wars, and I was just like, no, I just don't like. I unfortunately like I'm very involved <laughs> in the fan community, and you just see so much negativity mm-hmm. that if there's something I don't really like, I just kind of don't talk about it. Pretty much, yeah. Because I'm just like. Because like, inevitably they'll come out with something that you do. Like. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's why you know you see me saying this is cool and that's cool because mm-hmm. that's that's what I want to focus on. You I know? F- yeah, it, it feels like there's almost this atmosphere that like you have to at least hate like five things about Star Wars to be yeah, a real fan right, or right, something. Right. And, like, <laughs> I, and to be honest, like so, I one of my students is a huge Star Wars fan, and that's one of our biggest topics. Mm-hmm. And he is a, one of those like a, a, one of those very analytical thinkers and one of those people who if there's a bit of a a gap in the, in logic somewhere that mm. will really bother him right whereas i'm more like like it feels good therefore i'm into it you know and i think right. that's part that's why i love the sequel trilogy actually like mm. i'm sure there are people you know who are like oh they, like why would this happen and this is like this and blah 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 but i'm like yeah but this is a relationship I love and like, mm. this is cool. And the emotion here is amazing, you know, and I, maybe that's why I, I'm like totally fine with it. But having said that, there was stuff like, for example, the, in the book of Boba Fett, the, I felt that there was a lot of logic stuff there that got in the way of me really like getting uh, into yeah. it. Even though I love massive chunks of that show, mm. um, there was, yeah. So who, everyone's got their lines somewhere, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, uh, for 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 me, uh, Book of Boba Fett was it was just like the return of a legend mm. in a way. So that was like the main appeal for me. Um, I mean, I, I I think 
like a couple times here and there, there mm -hmm. were some logic things for me, but like, you know, that stuff doesn't really turn me off mm. because once again, I'm there for the characters mm. and they do a good job of like putting enough emphasis on their journeys. And, uh, yeah. they, they did that for Boba Fett and, mm -hmm. uh, that, that finale with, uh, Mando coming in and even that episode with just Mando in it, um, was fantastic for me. Cause like, yeah. you know, we get to revisit a character mm -hmm. that we've been learning about and their story continues. Right. Yeah. And, um, like yeah, that that opening too when they just bring him into the, like the butchery with like the dark saber. Oh, it's actually it's... my favorite episode of Star Wars TV. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It's an amazing episode. Yeah. Fucking fantastic, man. Mm -hmm. And it just like the way it goes from section to section. Mm. It is basically your all your Star Wars food groups are like represented in. A oh way. yeah, because that opening. Yeah, like Meatworks thing oh, yeah. is it kicks ass, right? Yeah. And then you've got uh, you know um, this section of him, um, you know, delivering the bounty and then going to see the armorer yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and that one, that the one or two, the the single shot of him like walking into the oh, club, nuts. going into the elevator. Oh, fantastic for for like yeah. a filmmaker like me that's like that's special sauce right wow there. yeah yeah <laughs> and um this the way they kind of like bring it down into a lot of you know just kind of character stuff and uh you know with the armor and um paz is it paz vizsla i think so oh yeah paz vizsla um, that's cool and then they bring it they bring it home with like the n1 starfighter which mm. as a prequels Kid, you must have been like amazed to see <laughs> yeah. that Naboo Starfighter. Yeah, like, I was like, and oh even my me, God. it was like oh, this prequel's not necessarily my thing. But when <laughs> yeah. that, when they, when they brought that out, I was like, it's a fucking cool ship, man. Yeah. I was so into it, and it's just like this really joyful kind of finish. It's yeah, I think like Andor is my favorite Star Wars TV show. I was, I was hoping we'd get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that might be my. I think uh, still that's my favorite episode mm. ever. Yeah, it's so just anyway. it's so sick. Um, so but, Andor then? Yeah, Andor. Oh man, that is probably like one of their masterpieces in this modern era. Oh, 100%. It like I'm not gonna lie, like I, I saw the first like four or five episodes uh, back when it first came out, mm. and I like took a break, and it was a long, it was a bit longer than I expected. Mm -hmm. But I am so glad I came back to it because mm. it's just such a well-crafted story mm -hmm. the characters feel so genuine like mm -hmm. first i it, it felt a little <clears throat> sorry felt a little uh like off-putting almost because it just felt like um a bit too real a bit too sure. gritty for star wars compared to what i'm used to but that actually it was turned confronting out to be, almost it was yeah it was it was like whoa they've yeah. like never really done a star wars mm -hmm. show this seriously before and it turned out to be one of my favorite parts um like i guess like it's a bit easy to get drowsy because it's dialogue heavy yeah but if you can like you know just sit through it and mm. see how it all like builds into that ending mm. ah it's an immensely satisfying show and yeah. none there's absolutely zero of those leaps of logic which is just like like, I don't know, the, the story, like, thrives in my mind mm. to this day. And, um, like, while there's, um, you know, it's it's a kind of a big 
risk, I think. And like, honestly, I commend Disney for making it happen. Oh, sure. Um, like, I think it paid off like very, very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait for season two. Um, overall, like one of the highlights of the modern era for me. Oh, it's like you said, it, it is a huge risk mm. because the flavor is so different from like what makes Star Wars Star Wars. But yeah. I just remember like that day when they f- dropped the first three episodes, I was just like, <coughs> yeah, I've, I've said this on the podcast before, but just absolutely destroyed me, man. Like, <laughs> I was just like f- so happy and so thrilled with it. And um, yeah, I, I love how it, it, it shows how even these tiny details in the galaxy are tied to the biggest events of the galaxy. Exactly, yeah. And this tiny, tiny pebble of these two dickhead security guards in a bar picking on the the wrong guy one night, Mm. that pebble falling goes into changing the course of this guy's life, changes into... Forcing him to come into contact with the Re- with the Rebel Alliance, yeah. which forces him to confront, who am I? What am I doing? Which mm. forces you know, and then you find you end up where he's without him. They didn't get the plans to the to the Death Star. They didn't blow the Death Star up, and they never freed themselves from uh, from the uh, from the oppression of the Empire. And it's it's so cool to say because mm. I think that like in a way that. Seeing that tells all of us that, yeah, we're all small, um, but those little things that we are, you know, dealing with or those little decisions that we're making, you don't know what ripples, you know, can be created from those things. And and that's the thing too, like, it was honestly, it was unexpected Mm. when I heard about it, like, announced, uh, I guess it was like two years back, Andor, a show based on Cassian, uh, Mm -hmm. Andor, and... um, you know, from the from the Rogue One movie, which <laughs> I enjoyed, but yeah. I, I didn't think people like enjoyed it mm-hmm. enough to like spawn a spinoff. Right. You know, so it was a bit surprising. Mm. Um, but like, you know, I just I remember back in the day, like little did I know like how impactful this one was going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, it, yeah, it's it's technically an established character, but it's not like someone that like you think of no. when you think Star Wars. Like, no. it's not even the first like top fifteen. No. no. But they managed to pull it off mm-hmm. and, and do it to where, like, now Cassian is, like, becoming one of those, like, yeah. household names. Oh, for sure. At least among Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's quite the feat. And it's, it's good on those showrunners to, like, really, like, put everything into this. I mean, when, when it got announced, I had that same reaction. I'm like, him? Okay. You know, and, I, like, I'm predisposed to be just be optimistic about everything Star Wars, right? So I'm like, all right, that guy. But then once the, the showrunners started to talk about what it actually is and they were like, yeah, it's a, like a spy thriller talking about the whole Rebel Alliance. Right. And you go, ah, mm-hmm. that's, that sounds cool. And, and it, it did turn out amazing. There's like, there's like, you know, a lot of stories also like in Star mm. Wars talking about like the dawn of the Rebel Alliance, mm. right? I got to say, Cassian feels like the canon one to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Can, like, just on this, can I just quickly say, uh-huh. one thing that really I didn't love about Rogue One mm-hmm. at the time right. was that it did show um, 
the, this side of the Rebel Alliance that was not so like sparkly and clean, right? Okay. It was this kind of like, yeah, well, they're they're doing stuff that's not so nice either, you know. Mm-hmm. Cassian having to kill his own informant to stop, you know, him right. talking because he can't escape. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, General Draven, he's not very, you know, not a particularly likable character, is he? You know, and I was like. <sighs> I like subtlety in star- storytelling, but Star Wars is good versus evil. Mm. And the Rebel Alliance in the original trilogy were the good guys and there was no like, yeah, but this guy did something a bit right. bad, you, you know, whatever. You questioned uh, like when they shot a stormtrooper. No, no, exactly. This faceless... Exactly. It's right. a fairy tale and right. the, it's supposed to be very clear. So I actually was not a big fan of what Rogue One introduced where mm. like, you know... I've turned around on it now because of Andor. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking wonderful. It is. It's, it's, I, I honestly like, I think I had a similar reaction. Mm. When I first saw Rogue One, um, for one, I had like, that's a kind of a similar reaction with Andor where it just felt very grounded. Yep. Once again, that different flavor mm-hmm. where like, this is just kind of a different way of like uh, showing a Star Wars story. Usually mm. you don't see like this amount of gray, right? Yeah. But um, I think like, you know, shifting things from black and white to gray, mm. um, especially in Andor's case, has made the Star Wars galaxy infinitely more interesting. For sure. Because like, first off, it's actually like a lot more realistic mm-hmm. too. Like most revolutions or rebellions are going to have bloodshed on both sides. Yep. And no one is entirely good. No one is entirely bad. Yep. Um, People just, you know, want one thing. That's Mm -hmm. freedom at any cost. Mm -hmm. Empire wants a different thing. That's order at any cost. Mm -hmm. So you've got some people who, like, you know, are on the Rebel Alliance who are, you know, there for the fight. But in those first days, you're going against, like, a galactic-wide enterprise, essentially. Like like a, a... federation um consisting of like huge like unimaginable military might and uh like unlimited resources a galaxy's worth of resources like how do you even go against that and it it actually um and i don't want to get like too political here Mm. if this is political but uh it, it does remind me a bit of like the vietnam war oh i mean here we have like the United States yes. coming into to Vietnam with their helicopters and their mm-hmm. napalm and their mm. trucks and their bazookas and their miniguns, mm-hmm. right? They've got basically everything you need to win a war, yet these guys are hiding in tunnels. They're hiding mm-hmm. in, in trees and they're, they're using like, you know, all these guerrilla warfare tactics. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that on paper, mm. you know, at least at the time, because now we have the hindsight to understand that this can work on a large mm. scale. Uh, on paper, it doesn't seem like it'd work. And that's like, say, like the Empire's mistake is like they right. keep doubting the rebels. They keep thinking, yep, yep, oh, yep. they don't have nearly as many resources, mm. nearly as many people. Um, all they've got is, you know, a couple of like X-wings and like uh, some right. some grit, right? Yep. Um, but really, that goes a long way when mm-hmm. you have the right strategy, mm-hmm. right? Mm. And, um, you know, just like in Star Wars, Viet Cong got the better of this there huge you know. superpower, yep. right? Just by using these guerrilla tactics. Mm-hmm. And um, while, you know, it's a little easier to, like, justify, say, a soldier shooting another soldier 
Uh, it's a little bit more gray when it's like spies killing off other spies or informants, right? Mm-hmm. Don't know who the enemy is, don't know who your friends mm. are. And um, that's always been like at least a little bit more um, like obscure mm-hmm. in terms of right or wrong. Mm. Um, but that makes it interesting, yep, yep. right? And um, the way that like Star Wars had always been is like kind of like reminiscent of like, uh, I say, I'd say like the, the propaganda perspective, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, you know, you hear about the big stuff, you hear about, oh, victory right. over here, yeah, yeah, right. loss over here, and you just hear like the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like the, you know, the facts. Mm. But like um, when it comes to like Andor and like Rogue One, mm-hmm. now you're getting kind of the more uh, like, you know, dirt under the nails, right? You're, you're, you're seeing like why, this all even came to be because mm-hmm. um, yep. you know rebellions and and armies of rebellion don't just come out of nowhere people mm-hmm. have to assemble people have yep. to and like before they assemble like uh you know you're only working with probably a small number of people just like in uh, uh rogue one and mm-hmm. andor and that means guerrilla warfare mm-hmm. right that means espionage that means yep. Yep. uh you know you got to do things that you really you probably don't want to do but like it's it's just necessary if Mm -hmm. the big uh rebellions like come to be so i think that um yeah the with what rogue one did even though uh uh like like you said um at the time it just felt a bit awkward Mm. um still enjoyed the movie but it wasn't like my cup of tea so to speak exactly that's how i felt yeah um but like that really only got enhanced mm. uh, with Andor, and like, yep. it's even like it's gotten to the point where I'm like, craving more. Oh. Yeah, I can't like, it's almost to me like a dream I had, and I have to keep reminding myself, no, nah, it's on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. you can literally watch it anytime you want. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. Almost, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just the, I don't understand how writers can weave that many threads together and do it in such a like a delicate balanced way mm. even even something like the way they set up um uh i can't remember like deirdre miro you know the imperial officer who is kind of the one who's agitating for for them to do more and she's the one who is kind oh, of oh the blonde one the blonde one yeah right and it's so clever the way they set her up as kind of, you know, the the woman in this boys club, basically. And immediately your kind of like sympathy is with her a bit, even though she's a bad guy. Right. You know? And you're kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You show them how that works. Exactly. What, and it's like, and it's grey on both sides yeah, yeah, yeah. too. But then yeah. you just actually see, ooh, but, oh, okay, no, she's... She's not a nice person. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> when, all. Once you get to the the torture stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. you just go like, "Fuck!" They 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 hoodwinked me, man. Yeah. And the whole show is full of these, like setups and payoffs and tr- like s- sideways things. Yeah, and like, yeah. like it's so cleverly done. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy that, like, I'm not sure with the strikes exactly where they got to. Like, I think. They were still shooting when the strike started. Oh, yeah. But I guess they would have. Yeah. I, I think, think they were almost finished, but they, uh, yeah. So, mm. anyway, it's, it's, it's coming. 
True. Mm. Just a bit later now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It it that's not uh, the best, but it's also kind of nice that because I keep telling myself like I, I can't wait to rewatch. You know, because Star Wars, you, you can't just watch it once or twice. You got to no. watch it again and again and again, right? Yeah. Um, and for example, with with Ahsoka, like I was really planning to rewatch the whole thing pretty much immediately after the last episode aired, and I just haven't gotten around to it. That's that's actually exactly where I'm at too. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess for me, it's it's just I've had a a bit to do. You've had a bit to do, Mo- yeah. Moises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've had a, a bit to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I do want to just like sit down one day and just like mm. watch the whole thing. But mm. like, ah, oh, man, I mean, I can't even remember the last time I've done that. I think um, yeah. a lot with, especially with a lot of the shows now, mm. um, besides like, what was the last thing I binged? Um, oh, yeah. Well, Sex Education on Netflix. <laughs> I'm. I just watched the second episode of of season four last yeah. night. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't checked out Sex Education, do it because yeah. it is literally one of the best shows it of this really generation. Is. It's fucking wonderful. I For love real. it. Real, yeah. yeah. It just it it brings in all like the the subtleties and of the awkwardness of just the mm-hmm. whole subject of like sex and like teenagers or, or young adults and mm-hmm. like that that awkward phase right mm-hmm. but uh this is a star wars podcast so we'll, we'll yep. dry right back yeah, but yeah. I, I i have uh basically i think that was the last show i binged all at once purely yep. because well one it's great mm. but two um netflix is like the only streaming service that's doing like all-in-one binge releases I th- I think you're right. Yeah. Like most most streamers have uh, dropped that model at this point. It has, yeah. Mm. And with the like Disney Star Wars shows, I'm watching them like once a week, and mm. it's kind of like, like it. First off, you know, it's a cool cycle because you know you watch an episode, mm. you gotta wait a week, but you can like ruminate on it. You yeah. can like you know think like about that. it for a bit. Yep. I enjoy that, but mm. I think it also has this other effect to where. I kind of lose interest a little faster. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not like while the show's running, mm. but after it's ended, it's like ah. Uh, instead of feeling like I put eight hours into this, it's like I put eight weeks into this, mm-hmm. right? So like maybe now I just I can like, take a break. Yeah, take a break. Mm. Go on to something else. Because mm-hmm. um, like mainly, I'm only watching things like while I wait for things to render on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so um yeah, and, and I'm just like I'm pausing and playing every like ten minutes or so. Got so it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so it's not like uh really the most optimal uh like system of watching shows, but I sure. mean it gets me along, but that too plays a factor into uh my habits with like mm. enjoying these shows. I guess when it's like a new episode though, that's when like, you know, I set mm. aside I, I I eat some food and just like sit down, enjoy the episode, right? Yep. But um, yeah, lately it's just been, you know, like I'll watch. Uh, I think right now I'm watching. Um, oh, what was it? <laughs> I swear I was watching it like last night. Oh, uh, the the boys, uh, the new show on the yep. uh, from the boys Gen V. Yep. Fantastic. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Mm. Have you seen uh, The I Boys? Actually, I'm still on season two of The Boys. I, Ooh, I, you've it's, got I like the show, but it's such it's like sticking your head in the toilet. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
It's super entertaining, but I don't I, like. I come out of every episode just being like, yeah. <laughs> so, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Mm. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's 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 definitely grotesque, mm. but like even like that, like I feel like funk. It serves a story for mm. sure. Oh yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. And it only gets crazier. Oh really? Crazier. Like okay, I gotta keep. I gotta get back yeah. onto it. Yeah, I mean, if if like gore is. Maybe like a, a sore spot for you. Mm. I have to give you a fair warning because, um, yeah, the show really does only get <laughs> worse and worse they don't in that hold regard. Back, man. Yeah. yeah, but um, like the story though too, you just you can't look away. You yeah. really can't. Yeah, look. Yeah, Those yeah. characters and mm-hmm. like the situations that they're like set up in, mm-hmm. always so tense, keeps yeah, you on for your. Sure, for sure. And uh, it goes back to that like gray area thing once again. Like mm. the heroes are not all good, the villains mm. are not all bad. That's true. Yeah. I think that it, you know, that just overall makes for an exciting uh, like and stimulating narrative, mm. which is kind of, um, kind of, I guess, one thing that I don't get from like the main Star Wars content. Um, like I enjoy them, like still, mm. just like in a different way, mm-hmm. more of like a like more of a classical storytelling thing. It does feel quite old fashioned, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. Like kind of like storybook, which I guess it's designed in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But like um, you know, there's like a certain um, suspense that just isn't there in like the rest of like the Star Wars catalog, where it is in Andor. Yeah. purely because of that like grayness you know and I, I hope that they do it in more things I think Mandalorian had it pretty good too mm. in like that first season mm. he's still a bounty hunter yep. don't really know like where it's gonna go because even after he finds Grogu sure that's the first sign of his change mm-hmm. and becoming more of like a father yep. figure and yep. like you know assuming those responsibilities but um, he was still gunslinging he was still chasing bounties with this little mm. green guy on his back yep. and um like uh that's like that was honestly just like a very uh engaging like choice mm. for and uh the whole like western vibe too yeah, it just great. it got to me mandalorian is definitely one of my top top like five like star wars materials awesome awesome yeah and uh going on that point earlier mm. too of like the episode where he has the uh uh like uh, the naboo starfighter Ah mm. uh, man, you cannot imagine how I felt when he went to. Uh, it's the episode with like Jack Black and Lizzo yeah. in it, which I thought was the most random thing ever. I I, I was it, it was random. Yeah. I, I was glad for Jack Black, mm. Lizzo. I, I mean, she didn't do a bad job, but uh, I guess wouldn't have been my first choice. <laughs> um, but like when they go to the city in mm. that episode and they see all the like uh, like prequel. Oh, the super battle droids. You yeah, mean? the battle, the battle droids, the super droids, yeah, yeah. Um, like all being like servers or just like loaders and mm. things like that. That was a treat for me because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of called back a bit to this one episode of Clone Wars where they meet that kid who like reprograms all the droids just to like serve him. Yeah, he's like yeah. stranded there by yeah. himself, yeah, and he's I just kind of made his little society. Like yeah, those, yeah, yeah. that was one of like one of like the fun episodes with yeah, Clone sure, Wars. Sure, sure. Yeah. And I, I love how they kind of dipped into that a little bit. Mm. Also, just always great to see those droids on I screen. I heard someone say, like, because a lot of people, you know, had opinions about that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they I'm, sure did. But, if, like, I heard also people say, 
if this was a Clone Wars episode, everyone would just be like, yep. Yeah, course. literally. Of course, there's a weird, like, Baron, what's his face with his queen, and mm. they're playing weird, like, whatever that croquet game was. Yeah. And if this was in an episode of The Clone Wars, no one would, would even People bat would just an take eye. it at face value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because it's it kind of sheds some of the, like, by that point in the story, this is like season three we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's it shed a bit of that, like, Western mystique. Yes. A bit. Um, yeah, and you're right. it's becoming more like yeah. a standard uh, Star Wars story. I mean, it was wacky. I'm not going to say yeah. it wasn't. But, yeah, I, I didn't hate it, actually. Like, I, no, I quite enjoyed it. I know yeah. it was like fan service to the max. But mm. I'm a fan, and yeah. I was serviced. And right on. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> cool. Like, the story wasn't really there. Like, I guess he didn't really have to. I think I remember, um, mm. like, thinking, like, he didn't really have to go to this city at all, story-wise. Like, uh, this is just right. kind of some trip they sent him on. Like, do me a favor, we'll help mm-hmm. you out. But he didn't yeah. even need their help in the end because yeah. they were right outside of town or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the Mandalorians, I yeah, believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, still, like, I know why they put it in. Mm. And it worked for me. Yeah. And, um, like, you know, it was just a one-episode sort of thing. I guess there's some issues with the season overall i i will admit i enjoyed the first two more but uh story wise yep. but like i enjoyed the third one purely because of the cool shit you know there was a lot of cool shit yeah and, well, yeah to me it did feel less what would just like focused and it would just like th- that through line that just wasn't quite there um right. but I mean that the second episode where they do land on Mandalore and go down and like and Din Jaren is like captured by that weird spider creature, that Phil yeah. Tippett style spider creature, and that's a that's a that's a top top five episode to mm. me. And then I think yes, there's goofiness where with um, I'm not even gonna like get into it because like whatever. If you want to find people complaining about Star Wars, just yeah. open your browser and off you go. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, I and I agree with a lot of what they said. But I was just like, yeah, but this is kicking ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Like, just look at it it's and enjoy cool. it, man. It's, yeah. it's sick. Yeah. All right, I've got um, a, a couple of questions for you. Yeah, shoot. Number one. Um, a Lando show was one of those ones announced when they just announced like every show on 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 Earth basically on that one Investor Day. This was years some years ago now, right? Um, with a uh, with a uh, Donald Glover, Donald Donald Glover, yeah. Um, <laughs> I am sparse on the names today. That's all right, and it was it was exciting. Um, I thought the idea was was very exciting. Now it. I remember at the time they they didn't actually announce it as a Lando series featuring Donald Glover. Uh. They just went, there's going to be a Lando series. And of course, everyone assumed that it would be Donald Glover. Um, Now, it later became clear, yes, it's it's him. Mm. Um, And there was a guy writing it. I don't remember what happened. But anyway, recent news is that they are switching it up from a TV series to a film. Oh. What are your thoughts? Well, um, yeah, this is... It's not coming out of left field. Like, I definitely would enjoy a Lando show, but um, Mm. 
I guess uh, I'm a bit lost as to what they would do in it. I mean, I guess they could do anything, really, because we don't know all too much about the character in like relation mm-hmm. to some of the other ones. Yes. He's still like relatively like fresh. You are right. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of possibilities. Mm. I mean, what do we know? He's a gambler and yep. he's known Han for a while. Yeah. I mean, sure we saw in Solo like his past relationships and I'm sure that's going to feed into the show a bit. Mm. Um not that I really remember Solo's plot that well, but mm-hmm. um I'm sure, you know, that's going to play a part into his own show as you know star wars does they always come back to Mm -hmm. previous media right um but like in terms of like say because you know we definitely need to see like um i i'd prefer if like the show took place after solo and we focused on like how he came to like Cloud City and like yeah that's a good window of time to cover yeah exactly like I, I want to learn what happens like like I guess what would it be like somewhere around episode four maybe or just a bit prior so. yeah. like uh, that it's during that interim with like yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, between like episode three and four that you know mm-hmm. uh, a lot of well not like a lot of the live action shows, but say like Bad Batch recovering, right? Sure. And oh my God, um, this it's crazy. You keep bringing up stuff, and I'm like, we haven't talked about Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to, but it's it's like there's oh, just so well, much I'm stuff, sure we'll stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, on on Lando though, mm. um, yeah, I definitely would want to see how he comes into Cloud City, how he builds his rep out there. Yeah. You know, maybe he ends up like doing like a coup or something. Like there was like a previous mm. sort of uh, head honcho. Yep, yep. It, was he even the head honcho? Was he some sort of political yeah, figure? He's the kind of the, he's the guy running like the, the facility mayor or something. Yeah, right? they call him he's the facilitator or something. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Because like, I. I, I was always into the idea, but then the guy who was writing it left the project and uh. it was announced that it was going to be Donald Glover himself and his brother writing it. Really? And that made me go, no, now I'm yeah, excited. That's because going to be freaking awesome. If people have seen Atlanta, it is super creative mm. and really like, yeah, not traditional TV. Right. Um, just really yeah quirky and uh, like uh, unpredictable and if it's that flavor blended nicely with some classic star wars stuff mm. i just think he would potentially bring us a, a, something to star wars that we haven't had before absolutely yeah mm. yeah and like i i haven't seen Atlanta myself i've heard great things and i yeah. do plan on checking it out eventually mm. but like um like Basically, like, from his work on, like, community and all that. Like, I have a good sense of, like, mm. where he is comedically and things like that. And, and Lando is a bit of a scoundrel himself, yeah. right? And I think that could play very well with Donald's sense of humor. Oh, sure. His rhythm, his cadence. And he was such a hit as Lando. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he was perfect. I would say most people liked um, Alden Ehrenreich as Han, as far as I can tell. Like, But there's a pocket of people who didn't like him. Um, but... Everybody loved Donald Glover as Lando. I wasn't the biggest fan mm. of. Uh, I already forgot his name. What was it? Uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Very right. memorable. 
Yeah. <laughs> Easy to pronounce. <laughs> I uh, I wasn't the the biggest fan of his Han. I, mm. I guess like some of that comes from being burned from like because uh, you know I was a little uh, airheaded teen back in the day, and there was this guy on YouTube who did like the best Han impression or, or just Harrison guy. Ford impression. Is it Hans Ingruber? Maybe. I think he had like a German last name, perhaps. And yeah. he looked just like Harrison. And he actually played a young version of who whatever Harrison's character was in a film. Right. I think I'd heard about that. Yeah. yeah. And it, he f- really looks like Harrison yeah, Ford. I know. So yeah. I was like, this guy is literally perfect. <laughs> yeah. How could they not cast yeah, yeah, this guy, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, I, I'm assuming, like, as I, I, I saw people talk about this, because mm. of course you go like, and oh, apparently he did audition for it. Right. But, you know, people said doing a good impression of an established performance is different to kind of creating your own version of it. And That's true. There's a there's a lack of truth almost. Because yeah, acting, you know, as you know, uh, is truth. Uh, and know. you, <laughs> yes. you, uh, you bring like your own experiences sure, into sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. When you bring someone else's, it doesn't mm. really translate quite as well. Yeah, because then you're doing like 15... You're, when you're acting, you're doing 15 things at once. Yeah. And then if you're then trying to also match up to like, well, now I have to be this guy, you know, you know then it's like added levels, added layers of complexity, I exactly. would say. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? But um, yeah. All right. So my other question was... Mm-hmm. Star Wars has a unbelievable track record when it comes to announcing projects and then watching those projects <laughs> disappear. <laughs> um, so it's always, you know, you always got to take uh, take it with a with a grain of salt. But mm-hmm. the three film projects that seem to be in production and on their way are. The Continued Adventures of Rey. Okay. Basically. Uh, that is going to be directed by that woman who did a lot of uh, documentaries and did some episodes of Miss Marvel, whose name I can't remember right now. Something. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. So that's yeah, one. I'm not sure. Okay. The second one they announced was the Mandoverse kind of. I won't call it finale, but the drawing together of the, all the story threads of the Mandoverse right. as directed by Dave Filoni. Oh, yeah. And then the third one was the kind of Dawn of the Force film by James Mangold, where mm. it set thousands of years be- before anything. Oh, uh, yeah. They started that with the books, I, I remember. Yeah. So I think like the, you've got the Old Republic or whatever, um, but this is supposed to be even you know, like pre-Jedi. Right. Like, like back on, people. was it Typhon or something? Oh, yeah. Maybe Typhon. Ty- yeah. yeah. It could be that. So like which of those films do you, do you feel most like jazzed about the, the concept-wise? Mm. Not jizzed about, yeah. <laughs> jazzed about. <laughs> I, uh, I did do a double take there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, out of those three, I gotta say the one I'm least interested in would be probably Rays. Because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Um, the sequels are a bit of a topsy turvy subject for me. I like parts of them, I dislike mm. other parts of them. It's probably the most controversial in my mind mm. uh, out of like all the trilogies. Mm-hmm. But, um, I didn't particularly like um, think Daisy Daisy Ridley did a bad job. 
Um, I think just the writing behind Ray mm-hmm. was a bit recycled and um, mm-hmm. a bit like, I don't know. There, there were a few leaps in logic there, but you know, I think, uh, I think that there's some potential there as like this sort of second coming of the Skywalkers. And I think there's something there that they could go off of. Like the prequels, you know, when they first came out, everybody was just like, what the hell are we watching, right? Mm. Uh, but like, you know, then we get the supplementary material with the Clone Wars and, and mm. even some of Rebels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think if they go that route again, mm. they might be able to piece something together. And maybe, you know, in, a, in her own series, could be pretty interesting to watch like Rey, uh, you know, either continue to be a Jedi, start the next Jedi order. Mm. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be actually pretty sick. But, you know, with the way that things are, uh, currently, um, I think that, well, um, there just isn't enough there to pull me into a ratio. Mm-hmm. I'm already sucked into the Mandoverse. Mm. You know, like I, I'm very well enthused for anything Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I, I was actually like, when the first Mandalorian show came out, I was already on board because, you know, I just, I love the whole Mandalorian lore to begin with, with mm. like the, the original Wars of Mandalore and, uh, the, uh, the beast, what do they call it? The, the, the mythosaur. The mythosaur. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was like a, a game where you'd like, uh, fight against a mythosaur. And I was, that was always one of my favorite parts. I can't remember. For the life oh, of me, what it really? was, but oh, I've never played that. A couple games, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, like, uh, so yeah, for Mandoverse, I'm all for it. And for this um, thousand years ago, like era, it's always been like pretty interesting to me. Um, I was a big fan of Kotor, Knights mm. of the Old Republic, as a kid, and I just heard that they uh, apparently had pulled all the advertisement on like social media pages for the remake, which yeah, it's really not looking good makes for that. my blood boil. Because yeah. <laughs> I want that game to come out so Isn't bad. Isn't that weird? Like, like in, in a world where like no executive, whether it be film or a video game executive, wants to take risks and ruin their own career, that's a guaranteed moneymaker. Yeah, literally. Like it's, it's got one of the biggest fan bases like, yeah. out of all the games. It's so like... It, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Now, I, like, I don't know. Like, I'm a very casual gamer, so I don't know. But the company they hired to do it, apparently, some people felt like this could be a bit outside their capabilities, to uh. be honest. And maybe they just weren't pulling it off and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if it doesn't happen now, maybe it'll happen in five years or ten years or something. Because right. it feels like, like, why wouldn't they do it? But I, I don't know. I'm just hoping it doesn't go the route of... Uh Level 13, 13 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, have you played the Jedi games like Je- Jedi uh, Fallen Order and uh, oh, uh, Survivor? I played like the first half of. Wait, is it. Is Survivor the first one or is it Fallen Order? Fallen Order is the I first one. I played like the first half of that because mm. um, uh, we have it for like the PS5 back yep. home and I just didn't have enough time before I left. So mm-hmm. I kind of just left it halfway but i was enjoying it um i think i like the older games a bit more though Mm -hmm. i feel like uh in in general um games lately have been taking more 
uh, have been putting more like emphasis on graphics and the look of a game rather than the mechanics and how the game plays. Mm-hmm. And the older Star Wars games are just from an era where graphics weren't prioritized like that. It was always fun. Yeah, they couldn't first. be. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't be. Mm. So it's fun first. You know, you had your Battlefronts. You had mm. uh, like Star Wars Commando. Uh, clone commando and uh mm-hmm. you know all all these like games where you know it's just like get into it have fun and like you know maybe you get a cool story out of it too mm-hmm. um i think for me the ideal jedi survivor and fallen order is uh force unleashed like mm-hmm. the, those pair of games mm-hmm. they are fant- they were fantastic for me as a kid mm. and uh they didn't have the best graphics i mean they definitely look dated like nowadays but like back then I thought I was playing state-of-the-art shit because, you know, oh, you kind of were. Yeah, the, at the time, the mm. graphics were great. And, um, like, the game just played so fluidly. It really mm. makes you feel like a Jedi. And you're not really, like, uh, bound by, like, I guess, like, uh, movie rules, so to speak. Yeah, that was the point of it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just like a... It was like a catharsis mm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just get to go hog wild in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah and uh but yeah um with those games uh it definitely seems to be bringing that back a bit like mm. and the story is pretty cool um of course the game looks nice mm. um but like i don't know it feels just a bit limited and like uh not quite as fluid as those older games so mm. Didn't really captivate me quite as much. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of those, actually. Mm. Um, the only I do, reason I, do I need bought... to finish them. Uh huh. Yeah. The only reason I got back into gaming was to play those games. Fair actually, enough. to be honest, yeah. Th- th- those are fair games to bring you back. Into yeah. The fold. Love it. <laughs> but now, um, yeah. Uh, Moises, awesome to have you, man. Oh yeah, it was great to be on. Um, oh, it's dark now. I didn't even. Yeah, realize. and now it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back on the microphone. Um, we might have another episode coming soon with Mad Menners from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. He wants to talk Ahsoka. So that might be next. We'll see how the schedules line up. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is, uh, my name's Tom Sutton, and this is Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me. What? <laughs> 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 oh, you didn't know he could do that. <laughs>